Alex was talking about Rowdy Roddy Piper, and yeah. I I just heard he said Roddy Piper, and like it cut out weird, and I thought he said erotic hyperman, and I wasn't sure what kind because there's so many of those games coming out, you know, where it's like all right here here this is the sound I was thinking of. I oh, found. It. I actually took the time to find it. No oh, God. I haven't used the Skype in a while. How do I do this? There we go. That. Erotic Hyperman. Um. <laughs> Just the. <laughs> uh. Okay. I now you know fine. the sound I'm talking about. Just the no. horn sound. It's is it just like, a... like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's what you'll hear at the beginning of like a lot of. Okay, if I have my, I think I disabled my. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Erotic <laughs> Hyperman Two. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Another Gaming Podcast. We are on episode 33. I am one of your hosts, Dustin Crace. It's been a while, but uh, we've been busy. Schedules have not lined up, but we're kind of back, and we'll explain to you why we're kind of back tonight. We have a temporary uh, substitution for the for the evening, but I'm also joined by my other co-host, Stephen the Laggy Gamer. I'm actually that temporary... A substitution. I'll no longer be with the show. Oh, is that, last one. <laughs> is that what you're going to you're going to pull a Johnny Millennium and bring somebody in? To... <laughs> yeah, this is my replacement. No, uh, it has been a while, but technically, when I was looking back on the uh, last episode, it still says it was a month ago, and I know it was like two months oh. ago. But hey, it didn't make me feel as bad when I was looking back at the history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been we've been very it's busy. Been a while. Yeah. End of May, I think, is when we did that one, and it's mm. end of July, so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we gotta get back on the ball. <laughs> and joined tonight by the one, the only, the beautiful Alex. This is his real last name. Return to Mother Base. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Can't even... <laughs> hey, everybody, how's it going? I, I am the temporary substitute for the yeah. evening. <laughs> This is actually my replacement, everyone. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, yes. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Yay. But no. hear about anyone talk about Resident Evil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the Too Many Games crew is back together again, reunited, and it feels so good. And we're going to talk about the same thing we talked about in that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's supposed to be two hours of just bithead impressions. That's what it's <laughs> supposed to be. This Landmark show! <laughs> I wanted to do that, but since the boy's sleeping right beside me, I have to watch my yeah. volume, so you guys will have to pick up the bithead impressions. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm I did very wa- good at being loud. <laughs> I, I did watch the one where uh, he talks about his very serious story of being addicted to the crack cocaine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's the Bithead 1000 show, baby. <laughs> I did. Did you ever, I laughed, did you ever I see the... 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I laughed for a good solid four minutes at that. He I kept paused. a solid face I know. for that whole right. video, man. <laughs> right up to the end. Right up to the end. You have to watch his Q&A, because it's like he's in his car, and it's like negative 10 degrees, <laughs> and you can see his breath, and he's sitting there with a blackberry, and he's like, what do you think of video games? I do the greatest program in the history of civilization on video games. Next question. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of anyway. the highlights of the trip, being able to uh, show off some bithead greatest moments to Dustin yeah. in the hotel room. Because <laughs> you, you guys have told me about him, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And then I watched, I watched the blue-haired girl, but I was more <laughs> impressed with his ability to paint than... Yeah. Like anything that he was doing, because he wasn't really, you know, off the wall in that video. Yeah. But uh, a, the 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 video of all the intros is what sealed the deal. Oh, that one is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, one that does it for me is one time he goes yard sailing and he brings his. I don't know because her title changes every video. It's his girlfriend, wife, stepsister, mother, girl, whatever it is. <laughs> stepsister. <laughs> And um, he said, like, they're walking down, like, this way. And she was like, oh, isn't that a cute house? He goes, why don't you move in there? And then you just hear a... <laughs> and then you just see the camera shake. And you go, ah, why'd you do that? <laughs> I'm trying to film here. Yeah. But, no, as you've alluded to, though, Dustin, we've all been quite busy, so... Uh, it's been yeah. rough even being able to play games or stay in the gaming loop. As of general, like I, I have no idea what's really going on in gaming. I know uh, we had a legend pass away. Uh, actually, one pass away today too, but one in the gaming industry, and it's just I don't know. I've just been out of the loop on things. I might need you guys to fill me in on some stuff while we're uh, chatting well, tonight. I'm going to be real honest. I've kind of been out of it too. Like I, I'm pretty sure I have nothing pre-ordered at this moment. Me neither. With, with, well, yeah, Fallout Four is the only thing I got. Yeah, I, I have nothing pre-ordered, and I just keep forgetting to look at a... Because who knows, stuff might have come out that I wanted, but I've not been paying attention. Yeah. I've been working on the backlog stuff, and I've been enjoying doing that, so... Yeah, yeah. and in my case, too, I mean... Like, I, I mean, I still have pre-orders <laughs> existing, but I... Honestly, since we since we got back from the, from the, uh, the, the expo, I've just been like... <laughs> I've just been yeah. about more so just playing stuff, but like the other day I got, um, I already shot the pickup video, my pickup video, but the other day I opened up the mail and I was like, oh, what's it? Best Buy? What is this? Oh, it's Lost Dimension. I totally forgot about this. Like, and I was like, oh, and then I get my credit card bill, which, cause my state, uh, my billing period just ended up I'm like, oh, great. And it's yay. It's like, <laughs> like, way to go, Alex. Way to go. But, I mean, I honestly, I um, I haven't been playing, I would say, as much in terms of volume, but I finished some really like long games this month. So, I mean, like a visual novel, Batman. Like Batman came out, and that was really like the last new release. I think I was like totally up on. I guess. Yeah, that that was the last. I was trying to think of like the last new game I had beaten, and that was it, Batman. I heard that thing had a sucker punch of a twist. 
Yeah, it ended. For me, it did. For Alex, it didn't have much of a twist because he knows his Batman history. But for me, I was kind of like, whoa, pretty cool. Yeah, like what happened uh, with with me was towards the end of Batman. And, you know, Dustin, I know you haven't played, but Steven, I was so sick of the Batmobile. It was so cool. And I was like, they can't possibly make something as cool as the Batmobile annoying. And they figured it out. So (laughs) A plus. The rock steady for that. But. That was my immediate impression on this when you first control that. Have you had a chance to even like touch it? Uh, does Ernie have it or anything, Dustin? And you just like dab no, on I, it. No, I I watched somebody play it, and it just seems like it seemed. It reminded me of like in Halo when you get into like a, a scorpion. Just drive. It's just like a tank. You're just driving yeah. around as a tank. Yeah, I think you control well. Maybe Warthog would be a closer resemblance. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> gonna say, what was the name of the tanky thing in Twisted Metal? I can remember. Yeah, but um, it it was so annoying when I first started playing that thing. You guys saw me preaching about it. I hated the controls on it, but man, by the end, I had that thing mastered. I could do anything in that Batmobile. So the the annoyance of it kind of grew off. It's just those that side mission where you have to always kill things in it or blow up those other tanks. Oh, that was. Those were getting really repetitive and filler, and it was. Those missions were getting annoying. But I I think the best is when Katie watches me play games. Like most of the time, like she prefers me to play action games. Like if I pop in, like I tried to pop in Tears to Tiara too the other day, and she goes, "What's this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a strategy RPG." She goes, "Please do not play that." I'm out of here. Yeah, she's like, lame, why'd you play Devil May Cry 4? I'm like, okay, I guess I could play that. <laughs> I kind of don't feel like it, but okay. But um, even with Batman, like with the, even she was just like, I'm sick and tired of seeing you in this car. <laughs> she's like, now, do you do Batman stuff? Did you download the uh, the Tim Burton DLC? Is that out yet? It's not out yet. Not out, but and I was so angry when I saw that. I was like, I, I sent it to her, the uh, image of it, and she yeah. goes, "Don't buy any more things." I'm like, "No, no, no! This is a skin. It's not like an action figure." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, but you already beat it. That sucks." <laughs> well, if nope. the if the add on content that they send out would be good, I could see myself playing it because I'm literally ninety eight percent of everything is done, so I wouldn't mind dabbling into it. I personally didn't bother with most of the Riddler trophies. I was like, I've done this three times already. I, I'm not interested in doing it again. I was really enjoying the uh, the flight controls and how they really made it so great for you to really zip across the city, flying with the power boost. And even though driving the Batmobile sucked, like just launching out of it when you're going high speed and tackling down bad guys, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I think the. Um, Personally, for me, the best part of the game, I think, was the psychological stuff that they had going oh. on. That's all I'm going to say. That was easily the best part of the whole game. The Joker steals the show. Like he does in everything for Batman, I guess. And am I correct that this is the last time that Mark Hamill is going to do the voice? No. You said that the last time, too. You are oh, incorrect. Okay. Because he's reprising his role. He's doing the voice... In the movie, so I guess he's going to continue with Joker stuff. I guess. Are you talking? 
Are Killing. you talking about the an- the an- the Killing Joke animated movie? Yeah. See, now I've heard that that's just what people want. I haven't heard confirmation that that's actually happening. I thought he quoted. I will oh. look it up while we're talking. Mark Hamill, Killing Joke. But yeah, um, speaking of that, isn't that going to be awesome seeing it? I wonder who's doing the... Would it be Warner Brothers? Do they own rights to, I guess, doing that? They own uh, yeah, they own DC, so they own everything. Mark Hamill will voice the Joker one more time for the Killing Joke. <laughs> and um, I know Bruce so this is like... just did one for uh, Justice League. I haven't seen it yet, though. But it's supposed to be like the dark take on Justice League where everybody's screwed up. I don't no. know how. I don't know. But that'll be cool. It's like a share fell a farewell tour at this point. You know, she had like eight or nine farewell tours. Mark Hamill's doing the voice one last time. <laughs> it, it, you know, he he would be desperate if he was like like Mark Hamill called the EA to ask if they would consider making another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like um, the Killing Joke is such a staple in the Batman franchise to not have him there. I think he knew how important it probably would be that you know what I got to do the voice for this. He's going to he's going to voice cartoon Joker until the day he keels over. That's just (laughs) that's the reality of the situation. But you know what though? It's he didn't do the voice for the Joker in um, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, which I mean I love. That's my favorite Batman movie of all time. In all honesty. Is the Batman and Robin one the newest movie out of the all those three? Uh, I think so. Was he... Well, Joker might not be in that one, so I don't know. No, he wasn't. Then there was Suicide Squad, but I don't think he was in that one either. Okay. But yeah, no, he didn't do the voice for the Joker in that one. It was like some guy who sounded like James Woods, but it wasn't James Woods. <laughs> so Actually, I think it was James Woods, wasn't it? I don't know. It probably could have been. I'm actually listening to Batman's stuff now, so I'll let you know if he's to it. He's not doing much these days, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, between the Family Guy episodes and asking him to uh, re-record his lines for Hades and uh, Kingdom Hearts, you know, that's all he really has going for him. Uh-huh. So, uh, because Batman's like your hero, right, Uh, Alex? Like that's yeah, Batman, Batman's my personal favorite. So, is there actually a current ongoing series, like television cartoon series, with him now or no? Uh, the there. last one I knew about was Brave and the Bold, but that was like very much like, "Who's Batman going to team up with today?" You know, and that was it. Which, that was the last one which I is kind of the way the new movie's looking too. Well, I'm wondering if there is a. Is there an actual popular, like, superhero cartoon still running these days? Or are those things that are, are they dead now? That's just not the cartoons that are cool anymore. I, I couldn't even tell you. There was a Justice League cartoon for a while, but I don't know Justice if it's still League going. Unlimited, I have the DVD box set. That was actually one of my favorite shows back on Cartoon Network back in the day. Well, because it just seems like... I mean, superhero anything these days is just killing it in the box office. And Batman, that trilogy, the Christopher Nolan trilogy stuff was so huge that you figured if they started up a Dark Knight cartoon series that with a darker kind of feel to it, that could be 
something that could take off, I would think. You know, but well, that's that's the entire reason they did the Brave and the Bold was because they wanted something to contrast the uh, the Nolan films. But you know what, too, though, I mean, obviously, superhero movies make tons of money. I I'm personally getting sick of them. Like I'm yeah. tired of going to a movie theater to watch a bunch of guys in costume run around. And trust me, I've enjoyed every single super uh, recent superhero movie I've seen, with the exception of the Hulk. Of the not not the not the latest one, the one before the uh, the Eric the Bana, Eric Bana one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only one I really didn't like. But at this point now, like today, I'm just like enough. Like, give me a stupid situational comedy. Give me a Woody Allen movie. Give me something. Like, I'm just tired of it. Go watch Grown Ups 2. Boo. Get out of here. Uh, go watch Pixels. No, <laughs> Pixels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Adam Sandler. I heard he's officially done with uh, with movies now, like box office movies. It's all It's like Netflix only. I heard that on the radio this morning while I was going into to school. Well, like I mean, is that what he yeah. said? No, apparently, yeah, he's done. I mean, I don't think anyone would want to pick him up anymore for a movie. With the, I mean, it's like seven bombs in a row. He's he's the new Eddie Murphy. That's what he is. No, I thought Grown Ups did well, though. Except for Grown Ups 2. I mean, it made money, but it was still a like badly rated movie. Oh, it was like one of those, like, we spent $20 million and we made $20.5 back. Yeah, just because. Yeah. yeah. But name, I mean, really, name the last good Adam Sandler movie you've seen. I don't it, know. I don't know if the it's, order of movies he's done. Well, if it's not uh, Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or Punch Drunk Love, then you're wrong. What about ba- What about Big Daddy? No, I have a soft spot. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I actually really like that other serious one with uh, Don Cheadle. I was really, I really like that one too. Oh, oh what that about re- Click. Well, Click was just depressing. No, not Click. What's Click, I've heard, I, I, Click was just sad. I was just... Ugh. I heard that Rain Over Me movie was supposed to be good. Is that what it is? Maybe that's what yeah. I'm trying to think of. I don't know, but it's like... That is it. I would I would recommend watching that, Dustin, because he plays Shadow of the Colossus in it. And oh, the game is well, very important to him in that thing. Well, you know, it's got the it's got the game in it, so I need to go watch it now. <laughs> Does he sit there and hammer on the buttons like they do in every movie where there's a video game? No, he actually or plays holding it the legit. wrong controller. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm looking over his list of movies, that is the last good one to me he's been in. Yeah. Wow, and he's had a bunch come over come out afterwards. Oh man, every, poor guy! Every time, every time I think of Adam Sandler, the one thing I think of is him just going, "Oh, horse shit!" <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that comes to mind. Oh, we always got Paul Blart Mark, Mall Cop too, or Ugh, even worse, he produced. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that movie that he produced that did like nobody cared about, but it has a cult following. Grandma's uh, Boy, man. Yeah, Grandma's Boy. That's it's, the one. That it's on Netflix. Amazing. It's on Netflix now. That movie's amazing. <laughs> That's a much better video game movie than, than I, anything you probably thought of the pixels. <laughs> Dude, the phone. Who is it? I think it's the devil. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get robot legs. It's a very dangerous surgery. Yeah, Grandma's Boy is a must for any gamer fan. You gotta watch Grandma's Boy. He's coding on an Xbox. Right, Dustin? Please tell me you've seen Grandma's Boy. I have not seen Grandma's Boy. <gasps> you <gasps> Not American. <laughs> well, I've been claimed about that before. Sure. Not the first time I heard that. So it is, it is on Netflix. So just add it to the wish list, and when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too bad our uh, movie night thing doesn't didn't pan out well. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Watch. That, it is a funny movie. It's not like it's not one of those things you're gonna leave. Uh, Unlike watching You, Me, and Dupree, where you feel like you've experienced the best two hours of your life. But you'll enjoy yourself. Yeah. You'll have a good time with it. That being said, please don't watch You, Me, and Dupree. It's a terrible movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, where do I want to get to here? You know what, Dustin? You've been playing... Uh, I'm going to just get into it now. You've been uh, playing a game series which you are just steamrolling through here. And uh, it's a series that people have always talked about, and one that I never really had much interest in. But now, I'm kind of interested in it, and I did boot it up last night. That being the Earthbound series. I know you and Alex, or you, or you in particular, are at too many games. You were really eyeballing that repro cart, and yeah. <clears throat> you snagged it. And then I was watching the video of Johnny Millennium snagging his copy too, which I guarantee he got for cheaper than you at Too Many Games. <laughs> Wait, I thought you didn't buy it though. I, I didn't buy it. I thought you did get it. No, I was kicking myself for not buying it because um, I got home and my PSP Go, the emulator like doesn't work on my PSP Go. So I was like, please, God, let it work on the 3000. And then, of course, it worked on, worked on the 3000. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. I could have sworn you got it. No, you, you were could... there in the video. You, you know it didn't it's happen. It's been a month. A lot's happened. Since... <laughs> Man, so, well, Alex got his repo cards. But anyways, still, yeah. you've been uh, slam dunking that. And I know you, have you beaten the just the first two, Alex? I've beaten uh, Earthbound proper. I haven't played or finished beginning. Beginning. I downloaded it once they said, hey, it's up there and all that crap. The day it got announced, I actually downloaded it. So, And then uh, Earthbound was when uh, Club Nintendo was shutting doors. I used my points to buy that off the eShop. So I had them both sitting on my virtual console. And I actually booted it up last night to see what all the rave was. But, um... I gotta say, upon initial impressions, Dustin and Alex, um, when you first, like, see this game, it doesn't look really good, like, as far as visually. Are you talking beginnings, or are you talking Earthbound? I'm talking Earthbound, here, on Super Nintendo. Like I, the- I, I don't understand what you're talking about right now. <laughs> you're not American either. The, yeah. listen, listen to me real quick. It just looked like maybe a kindergartner was drawing the sprites it, or something. I don't know. It's it's supposed to be reminiscent of Peanuts. Yeah, that's like, one of the Yeah, I started to realize that after playing it. I was just say yeah. the art really grew on me, though. And it was yeah. so... It just had something special to it. Because, I mean, I'm watching the speedrun thing all week that people are doing. I'm watching all these classic games and 
speaking of games that I really underestimated for their looks and just their physics alone, Earthworm Jim does so much stuff with its physics. It's amazing what you were able to do on a 16-bit console. It's, I hate that game so much. <laughs> oh, I could never get past the first two levels. No, neither could I. That's why I don't like it. But just the I physics, love the character. The movement and everything in that game is just... It's unbelievable what they were able to accomplish. And then I'm looking at this Earthbound with these weird-looking graphics, and then it all started to make sense. The charm, the way everything's written in it. I'm like, I get it. I understand why people love it. So I want to yeah. hear about some Earthbound. Like, what was it? Because uh, you got it when it came out on Super Nintendo. Like, yeah. picked it up, right? What was the draw to even want to get that game? Um, <clears throat> well, I was a big—I mean, I was a big RPG fan, so I either wanted to get RPGs or I wanted to rent them at Blockbuster back when you could do that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, Nintendo Power was really just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, uh, and it just looked—it just looked awesome. I—I. I, I love the fact that it was an RPG set in like the modern era. Like you, you're just walking around, like the town of Onet kind of looks like Zanesville in a way. You know, it's, so it's it kinda... actually was getting a lot of push. You're saying from? Oh yeah, Nintendo was pushing the hell out of it. Okay, because for something to not, I guess it didn't sell so well. I mean, it's crazy because normally when Nintendo pushes something, a la Splatoon. I mean, that game sold yeah. like hotcakes. Well, re- remember, this is a different era. This is true. a much, Very much true. different era. True. Yeah. I mean, for me, from what I remember, same thing as Dustin. Like, I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power, and I was like, to Steven's point, I was like, okay, these graphics really don't look that wonderful. They don't look that fantastic. But also, to Dustin's point, it does look very reminiscent of Peanuts. And I was a huge fan of Charles Schultz and Charlie Brown and all that stuff and the comic strips and all that sort of thing. So for me, I was like, hey, this looks like something that would be kind of fun. So I remember I walked into GameStop to buy it. And I'm like, hey, can I get Earthbound? And he came out with this huge box. And I was like, oh, there's like a special edition? He goes, no, this is it. $70. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I think you open it bucks. up. And what it, a steal! Yeah, yes. I think you know you open it up and it's like it comes with the strategy guide, and I'm like, wow, wonder why it comes with the strategy guide. And then I'm thinking, then I'm flipping through it. I'm like, no wonder I would never think of this shit. Like, how the an invisible a town with an invisible was it a cross-eyed, mustached man? Yeah, yeah. It's like you would never be able to find that normally. <laughs> Actually, I I found them without the the guy. I was just say so. What you're saying? But this is my is, fourth playthrough. I, I might have trouble uh, playing this game. <laughs> oh, no, or but... like, or the truffle part. Like I wouldn't yeah. have been able to figure that out. Yeah, the truffles, and then finding the sword of kings. You'd never be able to find the sword of kings. So should I, I should I keep a guide up on standby? <laughs> well. I mean, I mean, now I think as you're older, I think some of the stuff would be more apparent to me, but, uh, or yeah. apparent to us. But yeah, the other part about the game that was interesting at the time was, upon initial impression, I was like, "This is the most boring thing I've ever played." Like, it's this small town, like every other RPG starts, 
But there was, like, nothing really spectacular about it. The battle system was kind of slow, I thought. Um, the character models, like, they started to grow on... They started to, like, um, drone on me. And then, you know, the, I had to use the strategy guide the whole time. And I, did, I really didn't like the game at first until I flipped ahead in the manual or in the strategy guide and I saw the section with the zombies. And I'm not going to say what it is, but there's a certain event in there that is from one of my favorite movies. And that's when the game totally turned around for me. <laughs> and then I realized it's nothing but a big joke on American life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, and it... after that, it was amazing. Because that was just ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to say, the moment that finally, just finally put a big smile on my face, uh, when, because I'm just at the beginning, so I just made it in the town you're talking about, Dustin, the Ornet, um, and I explored that a little bit. But when you, when I first came back to my house, and I mean, I'm, there was a, a the music playing when I came back into the house to save for the first time was so beautiful and welcoming that I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm falling in love with this game now just from that yeah. music. But then just all the quirkiness from the characters when you talk to them, like talking to your dog and stuff and the dialogue the dog had and the silly dialogue your parents have and just how everything works. Your, my dad's always giving me money. That's cool. Thanks, Dad. And... It, I'm just falling in love with the characters already. Only like an hour and a half into the game, and it's already gripping me. So uh, it's one. It's probably going to be the next game I finish. But uh, yeah, that music that plays when you walk around Onet is like one of my all-time favorite. Just walk around like overworld themes. I, I that you know that that I just love that song for some reason. I don't know why. Is is uh in Onet? Is that Iwata in that town? Um, there's a guy that seems like it looks like him in that town. I don't know. There's um, I think there's one section of I, I forgot what city it is. I think there's like a video game company or something, and like I think I think, and there's character models that look like a bunch of guys who work in Nintendo. Uh-huh. I well, think I, I I think that was the game. But this Earthbound Baron franchise, Dustin, like, what what is the gist of it? Are they all connected, or is it a central storyline? Um, I mean, what what are we doing in in the game? I know a meteor hit in Earthbound. Yeah, and I'm off the, on my adventure. The first and second game. Sorry, Caitlin was showing me something. Uh, the first and second games, like the first game, Earthbound Beginnings. If you play, like, you're going to play Earthbound, and then you'll go play this one, and you're going to be like, a lot of this is really familiar. And it, what it really feels like is, like, uh, they made Earthbound Beginnings, you know, and they were, it, maybe it was rushed, or they didn't get to refine it as much as they wanted to. And then when they got a chance to make Earthbound, like, they went back and they were like, all right, we're going to do it right this time. Because so many th- there's so many, like, parallels between Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound Proper that uh, it almost feels like a, an enhanced remake, in a way. Okay. Yeah. But, but even the, the main character looks like Ness, too. Yeah, yeah. And 
instead of like get the the main character is Ness in uh, Earthbound, but in uh, Earthbound Zero it's supposed to be like Nintend. So they they were sticking with that like you know Nintend and then Ness like the NES. You know, you but, guys are uh, gonna kill me, and all Nintendo fans are gonna kill me. But uh, who is Lucas then? Lucas is in the third. He's okay. a fact. Lucas is in the third game. He's the hero of the third game. Because I'm playing Earthbound, I'm like, oh crap, was this Ness or Lucas? Yeah. Wait, they look the same. What What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So continue. But anyway, like the um, if I remember correctly, the, the final boss in Earthbound and in Beginnings are the same boss. So I think, I think. And I know there's going to be some Earthbound aficionado out there that's just going to blast me through a wall on this. But I do think that they are sequels to each other, if I remember correctly. But, okay. I mean, they're obviously sequels in the series, but in terms of storyline, I do think they connect. Yeah. Um, the storyline between Earthbound and Mother 3 do connect, for sure. There's a character from both games that carry over. Okay. So. But what is the main goal of it? Like, what are you... You said it makes um, fun of American life. But is well, there... <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, it's sort of a mystery. You don't really know until later on in the game. Okay. So to tell you will be kind of to, like... Kind of sort you, of ruin it. Okay. Kind of sort of ruin it. All you know is that there's all these... You know, a meteorite fell. It's making the animals go crazy. And you have been chosen to, you know, by destiny to fix this great problem and then you, as you play through the game you find out what it is and when you you might be a little underwhelmed by it but it's kind of like um dark souls in a way like if you go out and read the lore on mm-hmm. the actual enemy it's actually pretty creepy and kind of sad in a way creepy and sad so. Is that how they all start with this meteor, or is it just Earthbound? That's just Earthbound. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, neat. Because I'm looking forward into playing that one, especially after the hard time Valkyria Chronicles has been giving as of late. Oh, gee, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Souls over there can't beat Valkyria Chronicles. It's, uh, I could, uh, it's just me and wanting to get the best race is it, possible. Well, you gotta get over that. Yeah, it's... I told you, you just gotta keep Largo and the Tranny together at all times. Yeah, they... they and are. literally, they will just destroy anything. They, like, stuff that Lancers shouldn't even be able to hit or kill, they will be able to kill. But I want a ratings man, and they're too slow. They keep the turn count too high. I ain't got time for them. Yeah, but you have to have you have to have lancers. I mean, what are you gonna do? Go I mean, behind it. The point the um, scouts. I forget what they rank up into specifically, or maybe it was the second game. They just become totally overpowered. Yeah, you can get There's, a scout behind a tank and kill it in three shots. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, scouts are really overpowered in the, in the first game. I haven't played the second one yet, but I do remember that like I was running around. With um, oh, what's the girl character's name? Alicia. Alicia. Uh, Alicia. Um, I remember just like she would just dominate the entire board, basically, and everybody else would be catching up to her. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. She's the yeah. she's the leader. Why? Uh, 
the tank just sits in the back. Yeah. Like he's a uh, boss. No, uh, you, if you get Welkin involved, he, um, he, like, what is it? His, um, affinities kick in. They're pretty good. But are you yeah. using Vice at all? When I, only when I'm desperate, like I said, I'm trying to go fast and the tank's too slow. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Vice. He'd be, he'd be a, um, Stormtrooper. Scratch Arcadia guy. Oh, yeah. Weiss. Because isn't Weiss the main character's name? <laughs> Adel, Adel Weiss is the tank. Yeah, okay. Adel um, Weiss is the tank. Welkin Gunther is the, Welkin is the Gunther. leader. Yeah, I got Weiss on the squad, but yeah, the Stormtrooper guy. They're semi slow, so uh, I normally roll with Rosie. He's the backup if. Uh, <laughs> Rosie. Yeah. yeah. Rosie's a good one, though. Yeah, I normally roll with her. But if there's five for two, I'll take him. You need to stick with that game though, because it's it's really imp- it's impressive on all fronts. It's really one of those perfect games. I know, I, I... especially like it being like an alternate World War Two story. I was like an alternate world World War Two story. I was kind of like, is it going to touch on a certain event that happened during World War Two? And it actually kind of does. And I was actually really impressed with it. And and I know I'll do fine if I just uh, play it slowly and do it that way. But yeah. That stupid part of me that needs to be perfect well, and and get that great ranking so I can level up quicker. But oh. you're missing out, man. I mean, Dustin already touched on a little bit, but that that game, like when you fin, like when you finish it, you you realize like the whole thing was designed to try to tell like a really dark story, but try to lighten it a little bit, like in terms of. Uh, visual design so it, it could uh, be told to way more people. Yeah. Because there's a lot. There, there's a lot of historical context. I was going to say, I'm on chapter 11 and nothing really dark has happened yet. I'm over halfway through the game. So unless something's oh, it happened. near the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. yeah. You'll know when it happens. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to talk about this. Oh. Well, that was the whole point. I was like, I'm going to knock this out, then maybe get some Valkyria Chronicles 2 action going, getting ready for a mini-sode for that, like get getting all these plans, and then I hit this roadblock. I'm like, well, there goes those mini-sodes. <laughs> the second game is mechanically a lot better, but the story, you're going to be like, Okay, we came off of all this dark, dastardly shit, and now we're in a high school. <laughs> <laughs> we're in school, back in school again. It's a good game. I mean, I beat that. Ge- I beat the second one twice. Once on normal, and once on hard. I really liked it, but the story it it doesn't compare. Playing through that game twice, man, isn't the second one like an eighty-hour game? <laughs> no. Oh no. Okay. I'd say like forty. Okay. I really liked it. Like, I was obsessed. <laughs> and the third is supposed to be, like, the king of the crop, right? Yeah, I still... I have the translated um, patch, and then I have the game, but I just haven't... I personally just haven't popped it in yet. No, uh, oh, well. It's a good series, though. You, you Don't give up on it. Oh, I, I believe you, but I'm kind of in... Okay. Earthbound. I'll give you my Steam data. <laughs> I'm in Earthbound mode now. So, <laughs> I don't know when it'll happen. Because I really want to play through Earthbound now. 
And when did uh, <laughs> what That's... did Iwata actually do in that game? He was a programmer. A programmer, co-producer. Wow. Like yeah, I, it... I, I, you first. Okay, I was like, I was gonna say, I actually read that like he was very instrumental in getting that game out. Like it wouldn't be as polished as it was if it wasn't for him. Which that might just be, you know, post mortem, you know, yeah. polishing, but. And, you know, I don't know my Iwata, like, history. I just know, I mean, I always liked the guy for when he was bringing Nintendo news directly to me. I really enjoyed that. But, um, it was sad when he had passed away. But just his story from, I mean, like you just said, programmer, to running, being the Presidente, that's just an awesome story. Like, that just doesn't happen anymore these days. Especially yeah. since he was the first one not in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hard work and just doing good at your job gets you to I've, the top. I forgot the name of the of the of the game developer, the guy who made Seaman. Um, <laughs> he and Iwata were like good friends. And when Iwata got promoted, he went to him and said, Hey, I want you to make games for me. And he was like, Oh, you know, why are you in a suit? He's like, well, this is my job now. Like, I, I'm not with you anymore, but I know what you're capable of, and I want to. I want you to make games for me. And apparently, the Seaman 3DS game was a thing. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, wow. apparently, it was like a serious project, but it fell off by the wayside. And at the, it was on some blog posts. I don't remember. I forgot where I read it. But at the end of the blog post, he got, like, really emotional. It was just like, you know, for all this, it's like, I want to say thank you for, and it's a huge list. And then it says, I'm sorry, this game wasn't done on time. I'm sorry we never were able to finish this. I'm sorry I didn't take you seriously when you first came to me. Like, this huge thing. And they were talking about how they had, he and Iwata apparently had Street Pass working on a Game Boy years ago. Huh. Like, all this crazy stuff. Like, all these ideas that are new to us now, he had apparently greenlit years ago. And there is a Seaman 2 already out, by the way. In Japan on the PS2. God. So enjoy if anyone wants to experience that. Seaman. <laughs> it's when it's you mentioned that because uh, Angry Video Game Nerd just did his newest episode on that. I thought it was a pretty good episode, and uh, just hearing Leonard Nimoy's voice in there was pretty, pretty neat. We lost him this year too. Yeah, it's been a bad year for yeah, for all for, that for uh, entertainment. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been surprising, like especially hearing with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper today, man. Oh God, I was because uh, <laughs> then you see their age, and it's always man seeing all these male adults dying in their 50s and 60s and it's like man he was young we're halfway there guys i mean (laughs) but uh yeah he was young and then uh i I drank more diet coke (laughs) my wife looked over she's like probably steroids i was like well he's been out the game for a while i don't know if i I would think effects of steroids would be have died off by now Hmm. But, I mean, uh, look at Ric Flair. He's still coming. Yeah. 
that stupid picture. You <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but uh, isn't he married like twelve times or something? He's, yeah, like five wives, five or six. But um, I think at one point Roddy Ryder Piper did have ca- cancer, but he had been five years clean. So I thought he got. Apparently, he had beaten it. So then, when you conquer something like cancer, but uh. I guess to pass away in your sleep is what we always all kind of want to do, even though it was from a heart attack. So I'm pretty sure you feel that even if you sleep it. Not sure. It depends. Yeah. It depends on how hard it hits. Uh, but, um, man, it did does stink seeing that son being, I'm such a huge wrestling guy. Yeah. That's like a piece of my childhood passing and- as well. Apparently Hulk Hogan's a racist. I mean, everything's. Oh, God. <laughs> everything. He, whatever he said, didn't he say it like ten years ago? Yeah, yeah it's like ten years ago. He's so bounced can't back they, can't, so much though. So. Can't they just say he was in the NWO when he was a dick? Just call it <laughs> that was that was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hollywood said that. Exactly. Hulk Hogan didn't say that. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan said he. I'm not that person anymore. The real American dream didn't say it. Oh, Dusty Rhodes. That's another one. American Dream. Yeah. So many. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You said American Dream. I was thinking Lex Luger with the steel elbow. Oh. <laughs> now, that is steroids. So. Oh, we need to get Joe on here real quick. We're talking wrestling. <laughs> hey, speaking of wrestling, I'm going to try to be in the works very diligently, diligently to get us an awesome co-host for one of our episodes who is big in wrestling. We'll see what happens. They have a YouTube channel now. If anyone oh, if anyone is current with the new uh, WWE roster, what's going on, there is a wrestler by the name of Xavier Woods. Real name, Austin Creed, who is an avid video game player. That's all he's about is video games. He has a YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, where he'll bring other wrestlers in the back into the locker rooms and they're playing video games. But, um, I mean, and he really is a true, like, not just because he has money now, he's buying games. Like, it's just, he's growing up. He's a Dragon Quest Final Fantasy fan, uh, like you, Dustin, from the Super Nintendo days. Growing up, that is him all the way. And I'm going to see, man. Hey, ain't not, doesn't hurt to ask. Mr. Woods, would you like to be a guest on the show? <laughs> and what hurts more, the Hogan leg drop or the perfect flex? Um, that would be my question. The flex. You think? Yeah. See, all my wrestling knowledge is like late eighties and early nineties. Like well, people say wrestling, I think Yokozuna, Lex, yeah. Lex Luger, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. That's it. <laughs> What's that? Is oh, and the British Bulldog who walked around with the dog for no apparent reason. The guy with the parrot. Yeah. But hey, that that was the stuff back then, man. Wrestling was the scene in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I like uh, back then. I really liked Razor Ramon. <laughs> oh, he's still cool, even in his drunk, cracked up days. Today, he's still. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I heard that. Uh, what? That sounded like a PlayStation Three. Yeah, Caitlin's starting a PS3. Up. I was gonna say it was like her. Yeah. Netflix, or is she going to play a game? I don't know. 
She has man. been playing Saga Frontier and Rayman. So Ooh, I'm not really? sure. Yeah. But I don't know if she'll uh if she's playing Oh Oscar. You playing mm-hmm. a game or are you watching a She's gonna play Saga Frontier. Oh man. Bum, bum, bum. We will on the next episode we expect a quick mini review of Saga Frontier then from Kate. Yeah. I really like Saga Frontier. I played through it as red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant to ask you guys, since uh, that Saga Frontier reminded me that uh, I had went to that uh, pawn shop and I got that Kingsfield and those other games I showed you guys mm-hmm. there. And uh, Saga Frontier was there too. But I meant to ask you guys, was there anything from too many games since when we got back that you kind of regret you didn't buy. So do you regret you didn't get to buy the Mother 3 now, Dustin, when you're there? For uh, when the emulator was not doing its saving, yeah, I was like, ah, crap, I should have just got that cartridge. But then I booted up the PSP 3000, and it was fine, and I was like, ha, save that money. (laughs) So... uh, There wasn't anything... I mean, of course, there's the really high-end stuff, yeah. That you wish you could buy. But uh, I I pretty much, you know, got what I wanted. And, you know, anything that I talked myself out of, I realized. Uh, <laughs> 3DO. <laughs> well, that would have been a completely ridiculous purchase. What would I, what, what would I have done with a 3DO, to be honest <laughs> with you? That's just one of those things. Like It's like you and... Um, well, no, because you'd actually use a Turbo Graphics, so it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, we could have used it that night, man. It would have yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We probably we have to buy That's games. It. I didn't wait, actually wait. see any Turbo Graphics games there. But I remember. Um, I think th- there I was think some. some. Yeah, there was some like underneath like glass cases and things like that, but nothing. Like, oh yeah, no. So that means we wouldn't have bought any games. <laughs> yeah. I would have been I would have been asleep by eight o'clock anyway. So it I, I I don't know if there are there are any like bargain bin Turbo Graphics games. I, I don't think that's. I think every Turbo Graphics game kind of commands somewhat of a price. Except Image Fight. <laughs> I have no Turbo Graphics knowledge, so yeah. I have none myself. The only Turbo Graphics games I have are the three that were on PSN. Hey, Alex. Don't worry. We're going to get that type of graphics. We're going to get it. <laughs> and the Sharks ain't going to get it from you. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, the yards. Mother. <laughs> Three minutes. Three minutes. All right. It's more Bithead for you guys. Go watch Bithead 1000, everybody. He hasn't put up a video in a while, come to think of it. It's concerning me, I know. Um. Lost my train me, of thought. For me, I don't think there was... I mean, honestly, I think I got everything at at the show or nearby the show that I... I was going to say, yeah, you don't have any reason to complain. You got pretty much... You yeah. you walked out there... Like know, a champ! Like a champ, Except yeah. the Contra Hardcore. Yeah. Well, I eventually found... Which um, I didn't pay $50 for, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, but, actually, uh, I was actually watching uh, Josh's uh, SNES versus Genesis video today, and uh, he showed Contra Hardcore, and I was like, oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that this morning, I was like, ha, ah, ah, ha, can't feel bad now. I know, 
I know when I got back, there was a bunch of stuff I wish I could have got. I, I, the one I regretted most, of course, is that Shadow Tower on the PS1. I wish I would have grabbed that yeah. one. But uh, it would have been cool just to have more things in the collection. Like, I really want to get a lot more of the Castlevania games. So they had a box, Bloodlines, there, which I only have a cart only of. But to have that box, something about having certain games box. Game yeah, they're so ex- they're getting so expensive. All these retro games are. It's getting kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, That's wh- I lucked out with my Bloodlines cuz Bloodlines came in a plastic and it also came in a cardboard. So um I had bought mine a while ago off of Amazon. I think it was like th- the guy was asking like 35 bucks all in and it was complete. So I was like, "All right, fine, 35 bucks, whatever. I want the damn game." And then it came as the plastic one, and apparently he had priced it at the cardboard price, and the plastic one, I guess, goes for, like, at the time, went for, like, 50 Oh, wow. So would, I, I looked up. Th- you would think, since the uh, cardboard one's tougher to keep in good condition, that would probably go for more. You would think, but I think it's um, probably because it was, like, a reprint thing. Uh, it's probably because people don't want to mess with the cardboard boxes. That too. I prefer the I. I mean, with me, Genesis games have to at least come with the box. Like, you know, it's I can't oh. otherwise. What's crazy is I'm looking at uh the ones that I have boxing complete. Oh, sorry, boxing complete. It's almost like a fifty-fifty split out of the twenty I got here. Twenty are boxed and twenty are clamshell. So it's I didn't realize there were so many boxed like versions of Genesis games. Well, yeah, I mean, Super box Super Nintendo games would be, you know, a dime a dozen if they came in those plastic clamshell cases. Yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. like a that's like a thing to keep, you know, like a cardboard box. Back in the nineties, people just chuck that. Yep, I know I did this, but but see, with Super Nintendo, I'm cool with getting card only. Uh, with Super Nintendo, I'm cool with just emulating because these prices are outrageous. <laughs> I'm at that level. I'm like, unless I found it in passing at a flea market that I don't go to sale. anymore, or the yacht sales. Yacht sales. <laughs> then I'm done with uh, trying to pay those prices. Like, yeah. I'm so glad I have like Super Castlevania Four taken care of already. Except yeah. me and Alex still need our manuals. Uh, there's only maybe a couple like. A box Super Metroid would just be so awesome, but that's in the hundreds now. Yeah, so. that's, that's a bit much. I had the box at one time. <sighs> you could say that for so many of years. I could say it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's so dumb. But oh well. <clears throat> Even Saturn <laughs> games are ridiculous priced too. I mean, half of my Saturn collection is Japanese. Just because it's just it's so much less expensive. Well, it's like yeah. y'all were saying with the Turbo Graphics. Just there's some systems that are just starting to get insane for the prices on the games. It's, it's just be, it's because you know the the entire. I mean, everybody's doing this now. Like everybody's collecting. You know, it's become huge, and you've already starting to see sort of the, the wall crack. I mean, I was talking to Yanisito uh, about how he's selling basically selling everything and just doing. Um, those uh, I want those those ever drives. Yeah. So I mean, eventually, I think you're going to start seeing like, um, uh, people lose their collecting drive and just dump their stuff, and you know, 
hopefully that makes the prices all drop down and I think for but, some we will see like uh I know while we were out at too many games we saw like the spikes firsthand for games that were once eight dollars Shenmue two now selling for seventy bucks and we're like well, when did this happen? I mean, these new games... When they announce Shenmue 3. Yeah. <laughs> these new games get announced, like the new Doom's coming out, and all of a sudden, Doom 64 jumps up like 10, 20 bucks in price, depending on what kind of version you get. Yeah. And you're like, man, I mean, so I think... That game time, is worth it, though. I, play, I played it for a good two or three hours, and... That alone was worth it. I love how I don't I pass on it up there and then I come down here and like find it for a steal in card only form in a Kingsfield. That's so awesome. Pat myself but, up back. But you know, but I mean, I guess going back to Dustin's point too, it's like I mean, obviously we're all collectors. I mean, I have a PS2 that can you know, for lack of a better word play burned discs which is how i play import games or fan translations and then i out of guilt get a copy of the japanese version but now i'm thinking about it like a, th- a few few days ago i was like so let me get this straight i have a japanese rpg that with no translation and i have bought it and i have the copy that i can play and i have no way to understand what the hell is going on what the hell is the purpose of that? <laughs> so, I mean, I basically, like, since I uh, since I even came back from the show, I slimmed down a little bit more. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell looking at it, but just little by little, I'm just trying to refine it to a point where it makes sense. Because some of this stuff, like, it duplicates of duplicates of duplicates for no reason. And it's not even for trade. It's just like, you know, for a love of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have Metal Gear Solid 4, I think, three times. And there's no difference between any of them. So. Yeah. I just... Ugh. I really don't want to be paying hundreds of dollars for games when I get older. <laughs> So this is like the time. If if I'm not finding the ones like I said, Super Metroid within the next year or so at a, at a price I want or at a sale or something, it I'm just gonna be done looking. And I know, like you said before, Dustin, you're pretty much done looking anyways now. I mean, I'll look and I'll yeah. just see like what the prices are, but I, it's it's beyond ridiculous. And I was just watching these kids like run around too many games and just dropping like. Drop mad bills. Drop mad bills. And I was like, I just want to grab them by their face and like, you don't understand. College is going to end someday and you're going to have to actually. (laughs) (laughs) No loan money to help have fun with anymore. Yeah. Got to pay it all back. (laughs) But it's also, but it's also, I'm at the point where like, as far as retro stuff goes, I'm, I'm pretty happy with everything. Uh, I don't really, I don't feel the need like you know, like you were looking for Brain Lord. Like I don't feel the need to go find Brain Lord. Um, I just, if I want to play it, I'll just put it, I'll just put it on my emulator. You know, like the ones I want, I have, and then the ones that I don't have that I want are just so outrageously priced that I just don't even worry about it. I was gonna ask uh, that cute another question I want to ask you guys was there uh, 
Dustin, you've really been hammering out with like older retro games, but ever since I've been watching um, the speedrun marathon, it just really I always get the urge to go back and play the old school games like yeah. a la Earthbound like yesterday. So is there uh, anything in your window, Alex, that you've been playing on retro style, or have you been sticking mostly to the new school here lately? Well, well I have uh, issued a challenge to Dustin. Oh, yeah. Y'all can go ahead and talk about that right now. About All right. said challenge, what you guys have planned, hopefully. All right, so let me give the backstory to this, and this is also a little shout out for another podcast I recently discovered. Go for it. So I was at work, and summer for what I do for a living tends to be really slow. So I'm sitting there on my phone, which I shouldn't be doing in the first place. I thought and I'm stripping looking. was like summer is a big time for that. Only only on Friday nights. Okay. So it's, um. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk, I'm on my phone, I'm on iTunes, I'm like, I, I need to find another podcast, because some podcast I do hasn't put up an episode in a few months, another one has gone on hiatus, another one I don't know what the hell's going on with it in the first place, and then one of them, they haven't put up anything in like four years, and I'm sick and tired of listening to the backlog episodes over and over again. So, I just type in RPG video game. And I got a slew of RPG podcasts. About 99% of them were tabletop RPGs, and I have no way to relate to any of them. So I found one. And um, I it's called the... I think it, I'll the name right now. And was this, a, was this a YouTube RPG, or...? No, no, actually, they have no YouTube channel. Okay. It's called the Retro RPG Podcast. So, um, I listened to two episodes, and it's two guys, uh, I think it's Derek and Don, or Mike and Don, very sarcastic guys, and, you know, they've been playing RPGs for a while, they're, like, in our age category, so they're a little bit jaded, much like myself. So, um, you know, you get, like, like, this sarcasm, but in between these episodes, there's another guy who has a YouTube channel that hasn't been updated in, like, two years, but his show is totally separate. From these two guys. They're not even on it. And the show is called Is It Worth It? It's like the first one on the list of the page here. I'm like, he must have solved this. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so the latest one he did is episode 9 was Is It Worth It? I'm, I'll reveal what the game is in it. But basically, it's 43 minutes of him just giving a background on the game. The, the whole premise of the show is he's a collector. He owns all the games that he does. Is It Worth It? on. And he gives you a basic synopsis with spoilers. This game, he didn't spoil so much. But Silver Load, he basically told you the ending. He basically walked through the entire game. Explaining the mechanics, how what he thought of it. And, you know, just like a synopsis with spoilers. And then at the end, he basically tells you what it's going for, how much he paid for it, and if it is worth the price. So the latest episode he did was Panzer Dragon Saga. And he hadn't finished it because of uh, stuff going on, like, in the real world. But he was, like, at this point, he was on, I think, like, disc three. And he was, like, it was worth every damn penny at that particular moment in time. And he's, like, I he paid, he said, I think 200 But he went, uh, he did trades because um, it was at a store. So he traded in a bunch of stuff to get it. And he said for the price he paid, which was about 200 and change plus the credit, it was absolutely worth it. 
So having listened to his views and the whole gameplay style, I was like, motherfucker, I want to play this. <laughs> oh, no. He's so there? I... Who, me? Yeah, you keep cutting in and out. Oh, rip. I'm not telling the whole story again. What, what was the most accurate thing you heard? <laughs> you wanted to start playing the game, so... Alright, so I was like, God damn it, I really want to play this game. I just do not want to spend 400 some odd dollars. Yeah. So, I got a Japanese copy of it. And then I opened <laughs> up my Saturn. <laughs> I opened up my Saturn. And I, I did some adjustments to it. So I could play the English version of the game. <laughs> and not feel bad. And by adjustments, that means downloading an English copy of the game. <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> And using duct tape. Yeah. And uh, so, so it works. And um, Dustin actually owns a legitimate copy of said game. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I play the game as somebody new to this one totally. And you replay the game as somebody who's played it before. And then we just talk about We do like a, like a sort of like little mini podcast and just talk about it. So as soon as... Tomorrow comes, I will be playing Panzer Dragoon Saga, for what it's worth. And uh, we'll see where that goes. I've never played it. I know nothing about it. I've only played Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2, but I'm really excited to play it. I'm really excited, too, because either you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I think, I mean, I've liked the other two. I mean, if it has that rail shooting bit to it. It kind of does. But it's a bit different. It's 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 such a hard it's such a hard game to pin down. Like it is, it's one of the most unique RPGs out there. There's no other RPG like it. And that and that's um, that's what uh, this gentleman on the podcast said too. And he was like, like even when he was trying to describe the mechanics, he's like, that is basically how the game plays. But the way I'm describing it. Makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and it's something you have to play. And he goes, but it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Alex, do you have a 3D controller? Uh, no, I do not. It's it's so much better with a 3D controller. I'm just letting you know. Well, I played Knights without the 3D controller. Okay. Well, then you should probably be able to handle it then. Okay. Yeah. I just I I was playing with a normal controller, and then I switched to the 3D controller, and it's just like, it's like night and day. How about an arcade stick? Could that be one manageable an arcade stick? You probably could. Could yeah. it work? I, you know, I never thought about using my fighting stick to play an RPG. You know, I actually want the Saturn fight stick for no reason. I just think it would be really cool to have. No yeah. joke. I'm watching a lot of these speed runs, and a lot of these guys use arcade sticks. And I'm like, what the heck? How are they using an arcade stick for this? And they are. So it's pretty Which, crazy. Which blows my mind, because if there was ever a perfect controller, the Saturn is definitely in for... It, it'd definitely go far, because I love that Saturn Model 2 controller. Yeah, I was going to say the Model 2, right? Because that controller yeah. is super comfortable. Yeah. The only one I personally feel that has beaten it is the DualShock 4. Oh, the yeah. DS4 controller? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a super comfy controller. But as far as Panzer Dragoon Saga, when you guys were talking about it, I was like, ooh, mini-sode action. I want in on it, too. 
But then uh, I don't even have a Saturn. So I did try downloading one of the parts like that you linked me to, Alex, because I will not be ashamed to emulate it if it was possible. But uh, when I tried it in the emulator, I mean, it got like four yeah. minutes in and crashed. So. Saturn Saturn uh, is such a hard system to emulate. Yeah. I don't know. It's got like two, what is it, two processors in there? So it's like the emulator just shits itself. Which boggles my mind because like technology today is so far beyond this thing and nobody can figure it out. Yeah. I know. That's that's what I can't figure out, but um the uh I, I think really like the allure to like the game itself is just because for me it's just because I know nothing about it and mm-hmm. I everybody says it's a totally unique experience. And since the code is lost, allegedly, and people at Sega, and, you know, even though they said we want to win back our fans' trust, are just still too fucking lazy to backwards engineer it to figure it out. So. Maybe. Which I think think they could do. Yeah, I I don't see why they couldn't pull the... I I mean, I I have no idea what I'm talking about right now, so someone's going to get on and blast... (laughs) Let me just preface this. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I wouldn't. I can't understand why they can't take the discs and somehow get what they need to off of that. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I would think too. Yeah, I mean they they can put Sonic the Fighters on PSM. Why can't you put something good? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean we're starting to see like a rebirth in. Uh companies doing that though i mean capcom is wanting to bring out like remake a lot more of the resident evils which oh man it's happening i with that resident evil 2 news yeah i'm on facebook it's it could be coming maybe two three years from now but uh if they can remake it like they did one that'd be awesome they won't remake it like one they'll remake it like six don't say that dustin Uh, you know that's what they're gonna do they're not gonna make a tank controlled or no, they'll no, no. remake it like Final Fantasy Seven. They just re-released one again in HD with just with the re- with the tank and the other control scheme, so All I right. could see it happening. Okay, keep my hopes up. When I uh, when I replayed it, I replayed it with the uh, modern control setting. Personally, I mean, it still handles kind of tanky, but you don't feel yeah. like you weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah, so it'd be cool to see. Uh, I mean, if Sega wanted to bring out... Didn't Sega comment they wanted to bring back some things? They or, said uh, they wanted to regain their fans' trust. And yeah. then, you know, obviously the internet responded with the most viral of vir- viral uh, replies that... Uh, uh, sorry, venomous replies that they could come up with. And somebody even said, oh, you mean like Sonic in 2D? <laughs> it, it's... It's That's funny right. how Sonic did kind of make a little... They actually made a couple good Sonic games, but it always seems to... There's it never like, last. There's three bad ones for every one good one <laughs> that well, comes What out. killed me was... With Sonic Generations, I thought that was fantastic. And then people were like, yeah, this is the Sonic game we want. Sega so goes, oh, this was a one-off for the anniversary. Don't worry, we'll go back to the 3D that everybody wants. And I was like, No! I think those, I think we saw if like uh, when the Sonic Advance and Sonic Colors, even though Colors was on the uh, Wii U, Sonic just makes for a great like sprite handheld game. Sonic Colors feel. is a good one too on the Wii. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's entry. Whenever Sonic tried to make that next step to 3D, 
is when he would always have trouble. But uh, just learning from, again, watching these speed runs uh, and learning. <laughs> I'm sitting here, me and the boy, since he loves Mario, we were watching. They had uh, some Mario speed runs going on before the podcast tonight. They were playing Lost Levels and Super Mario Bros. 3. And he was just sitting there in awe and amazement at it because of how great they were playing the game. But those games, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy crap. Mario used to be a hard game. This is proof. It used to be tough. Because my son beat 3D World when he was three years old. So <laughs> my three-year-old son could beat a Mario game now. But when he picks up... I mean, I have Super Mario World downloaded on uh, the Wii U. He, he, I think he finally made it to the second world. I mean, it's and it's taken him two months to do that. It's just crazy how... Uh, times and games and franchises have changed for better or for worse i still like i enjoyed 3d world for what it was 3d world was really fun i mean yeah. katie and i we played it co-op that was a lot of fun uh, but it's just man i i can't believe how uh, i don't even think i could go back and beat super mario brothers 3 now i think i've been spoiled by how games are done today <laughs> that's why you gotta bet Go back and forth, new to old, new to old. This is I mean, I, I, I've been saying, like, that's how I do it, but I, when's the last time I even said I finished an old game? Half the time, like, I'm like, oh, why well, this thing's taking up space on the desk, has to go back on the shelf. Man, putting in something like Xenogears, I'm like, what the heck, I need to have a save point? <laughs> Forget this crap. <laughs> I actually, you know what I do want to replay? Uh, Chrono Cross. Yeah, I want to play that too. That, that I haven't played that since it came out. That that was one of the best games I've ever played. I don't uh, know what the hell happened in it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I have it on my Vita. It was one of those like flash sales where you can get it for like ninety nine cents or something like that. Yeah, I did the same. Speaking of Chrono. Uh-oh. To close out the speedrun marathon on Sunday, they are going to do a Chrono Trigger 100% speedrun. And I said, I'm going to watch this whole thing. Maybe I could get a little piece of what people love so dearly about this game from the speedrun. Things are going to get spoiled. Very. Just, Very just, spoiled. Just, as, as somebody who really enjoyed Chrono Trigger and actually got all the different endings. And as somebody who I know enjoys Dragon Ball Z, if you just think of Chrono as Goku, the whole game will become so much better for you. <laughs> because Lumiere is essentially the spirit bomb. That's really what it is. <laughs> it has all the makings of an RPG I would like. It's not very long. Nice turn-based system. I think I'd love it. I just don't know why it didn't click with me. I don't know. But I've I've already kind of been spoiled by that game in a way. So. That's one of the few games I feel that's done time travel right. I mean, it makes no sense to me how... I mean, people mark this as their favorite game of all time. RPG of all time. And it does bug me a little bit that... Why can't I get into it? I should be able to get into the greatest RPG of all time. There's it's, something wrong with me. It's going to be like me and the Souls series, and eventually one day you're going to... Well, now you can't put it in because you traded it in. 
But uh, one day you'll just be like, yeah. One day you'll just apply it, and you'll be like, ah, what was I missing? Yeah, I I I see it now. Yeah. Or, or if you could think of it this way too, I mean, that you're all wrong, and maybe I'm right. No, maybe it was in the. Maybe you you went in expecting so much greatness that it completely altered your perception of what the game should feel like. That could be it. See, I, I just dropped some philosophizing on your head. <laughs> it could be it, because yeah, I do get caught up in overhyping myself with games a lot. I mean, like, I guess as an example for me, I played Uncharted 1, I thought it sucked. And then uh, I got rid of it. And then I was talking to uh, Point Blank Games, this is years ago, and he was like, dude, you have to play Uncharted 2. I was like, well, I never finished Uncharted 1. He was like, do yourself a favor. Go get Uncharted 1. Finish it within seven days, and then return it to GameStop and get yourself Uncharted 2. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I did that, and uh, I actually enjoyed Uncharted 1 because the first time I played it was when I was more of like an early, not an early adopter, but I was still fairly new to the PS3. So I was basically at GameStop going, what's cheap and good? And the guy recommended Uncharted, and I was just like, this is shit. Let me get rid of it. And I <laughs> traded in to get the Sky of 3 instead. So I almost bought that the other day, the Sky of oh, 3. But I really want the Vita copies, and I can't find them anywhere now, like near me. Oh, there's one by me. You want me? <laughs> I still have to send you that gauntlet I got you. So. Oh, true story, bro. Which one did they have, 3 or uh, 4? 3. Yeah. Go ahead and snag that up for me. It's still there. It was, uh, I think, 17, 19, something like that. Makes sense. There okay. was a. Uh, so instead, I snagged uh, Valhalla Knights 3. Because I had, like, some buy one, get one. <laughs> I had a buy two, get one free coupon. And that was the free game that I chose. And. You know man, what, though? I popped it in, and the combat, and that, that's. When a game takes, I'm sorry, that's another thing that I've been spooled with uh, with the newer generations. You know how games get started a lot quicker these days? Even the tutorials are like, you're like in there playing. This game took like an hour and a half to get started. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, done with this already. It's taking too long to get going. And then when it finally gets open and the combat starts, it's, man, it is not a good game at all. Really okay, to that it. point, too, have, do you have this guy of four? I don't. Okay, because that is, and I hate to say it, it's a much better game than this guy of three, only because of the wackiness. Okay, I, I just wanted one of them, so whatever one oh, okay. is available. All right. Three is still good, though. Three, three was really fun. Before, I mean, I just finished four this month, and after, like, not playing it for years. Uh, yeah, looking but, forward uh, to that Game of the Month video. It's really fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, the the amount of, I guess you could say, self-referential humor and is just hysterical, some of it. Like, they touch on everything. And I can't wait for the fifth one. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, serious. So. I think I, man, I took a weird turn from my original question. So is there anything retro you guys have been wanting to play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Panzer. Oh, yeah, Panzer Jack Grun. So, okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you want to play yeah. Panzer Jack Grun. So, hopefully, we'll 
see a mini-sode from you guys in the future on it. So that'd be awesome. You said Chrono Cross is one that you both kind of want to go back and play? I want yeah. to eventually, and... And the other one, it's really only because I just watched um, Emperor Fox's uh, top 50 JRPGs or RPGs. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. There's so many. The last video I watched was a trade one I did with him, and that's literally the last YouTube video I watched. I got to watch a bunch of them. I'm so behind. I mean, I know he's probably listening to this, and if he isn't, he, he's a fool. He's a damn fool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Greatest but, uh, podcast in the history of human civilization. <laughs> Landmark podcast. But uh, that list of his, man, was phenomenal. Solid, nice. Uh, solid, solid list. And, like, one of the games on there, I'm not even going to say what it is because it will ruin the list, but I was like, oh, man, I have to play that. What, what like, is Fox I, considering RPGs? Like, does a Mass Effect qualify? Or are we talking uh, strictly JRPG? It was mostly JRPG, but there was okay. like a wild card in there. Gotcha. In the wild card game, you'll know the wild card game when, when yeah, you, if you get it. If you know Fox, you probably know what it is. But the one of the choices, I was like, wow, I totally forgot about that. And I've had it, and I've played it, and I never finished it. And now I'm like, oh man, I want to play that too. And I'm like, why are all the games I want to play retro RPGs. Like, I do not have time for this. You're not I, saying where it's at on the list. You can say the name. It could be no, number 42. No, I'm not going to say what it is, because then now you'll have to watch the whole video, and then you'll have to try to figure out what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, I'm going to watch the whole video, so... The Fox is another... you're going to give that nice boy a thumbs up at the end, too, right? Fox is a guy I always have to watch his videos, so... I just really enjoy Fox and his... his videos... And then I want to replay a Mega... Uh, not replay. I want to play Mega Man X5. Ooh. That's another one after watching like all the speedruns of it. It's like, man, I want to pop in some classic Mega Man and make it happen. I've yet to beat I... any Mega Man game. What? Yeah. All right, well, that's not, not even... Not even the easiest one to beat? Three? If that's the easiest one to beat, I'll give it a try. <laughs> X3, I think, was the easy, was pretty easy as well. Yeah, I mean, once you know like the boss patterns, I mean, I mean, the, the, or the weaknesses, I feel pretty confident if I put one in, I could play it and beat it. Probably not They're, Mega Man One. Mega Man One's a Mega Man Gutsman stage. Yeah, ends that'll it. break. That'll break <laughs> you. <laughs> Too old for this. You have to play something nice and easy. Like mighty number oh mighty number nine no oh, I just got myself started. They were um doing a race with uh, Mega Man Four yesterday, and I think if I remember correctly, didn't Scott say that if not his favorite was four or it's like up there in the top three I think is four. I think he said it was really underrated. He he did a whole video series. If anyone hasn't watched, you should check it out where he Oh yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while, but he ranks them and goes through the Mega Man franchise cuz he's a huge fan of them. But they did a race for number 4, and I was just in amazement because not only was it just such a close finish. I mean, within two one or two seconds is when they finished within each other. But man, just the mechanics of just that NES game. It's an NES game, and the mechanics of that Mega Man game were just so awesome. Yeah. So, and to see such high-level play was amazing. 
But um, what game did you just say, Alex? Well, oh, um, X Five. X Five. No, you said something else after that. I think Mighty I Number it. Nine. Yes, Mighty Number Nine. Oh yeah, Mighty Number, number nine. nine. Yes. Thank, thank you for reminding me again. Did you just said? Didn't one of you guys said it was can? Was it you, Dustin? It was canceled again. I mean, uh, put on hold again. It's, yeah, it's on delay again. If Bloodstain comes out before that game, how ridiculous would that be? Well, I think everything with concept concept right now is utterly fucking ridiculous. And I'm not saying that as a butthurt person who backed it. I'm saying it as a person who's looking at the ethical business dealings and thinking this is a load of horse shit. <laughs> hey, for that game from the get-go, from the looks that I saw from it, as much as cool as it was, it it looked like a child's play Mega Man game to me it, instead of Mega it Man. It reminded it reminded me of Mega Man X One, and that's why I was excited because I think of the X series, I think One is still my favorite. So I was that's why I was excited for it. And then it's just all of this crap that's gone on. It's just really kind of taken taken the wind out of the sails. So. What if he they kind of saw it and were like, you know what? Maybe we need to make this. This isn't probably what I envisioned. And he's like reworking the whole game from the ground up to make it more Mega Man. And not so, here, jump over this one block and there will be enough room for one enemy on the screen for you to shoot type of deal. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that could be part of it. But I don't know. I don't know. Did you watch the gameplay of it that was released? Uh, a while back I watched, uh, I think it was Alpha Mega Sin. Like, no, there was a newer one. Oh, no, like, I haven't like watched that. No. It, it looks really rough. <laughs> it's just the one I saw, it literally, he, it looks slow, and it looked like, um, again, there's like one enemy on the screen at a time. Because everything was so big. It just It just seemed awkward to me. Like, things needed to be smaller in, like, bigger area to move around in. I don't know. I mean, really, for me, I was more so, like... I mean, I backed it, and um, when I backed the project, I went with, I think it was, like, the $60 tier to get the cardboard NES thing, because I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. That That's cute. You know, it's like, you know, where the, the where Mega Man originated and all that. And then later on, they're like, oh, Deep Silver's going to publish it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, and we're going to make a physical release. I'm like, okay, where is the email saying, hey, do you want to change your pledge to the physical release? Or yeah. do you want to give an extra $10 to get the physical release? Or, hey, this is what happened, you know, sort of thing. They're like, oh, no, we'll give you the season pass. I'm like, why the hell is there a season pass or whatever? <laughs> I was like... Or some extra DLC. I'm like, I already have this stupid gold skin. I don't want any more DLC. I would like the physical copy. So basically, I have to now buy the game twice. You know, because of stupid oh, collectors. Wow. But then yeah. on top of that, they make you a collector's You can't just pull your Kickstarter thing? Or do you still no, have the Kickstarter? Long gone. Long gone. Yeah. The duck didn't That's... spend. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought in... So it got funded, so it takes your money, I'm guessing. As soon as it gets funded, yeah. Oh, wow. And now they have a signature edition with a Beck figure, which, whatever. But I'm just like, so why isn't this like a tier upgrade? 
I'm just like you know from from like a backer perspective, I'm cool with what I have because at least I'm gonna get to play it. But if these things were options that were added on, I feel like the backers should have the option to pay a little bit more if they want to to get these things, as opposed to saying like, "Here's my package with my cardboard NES box and my digital download code, and now I'm off to Best Buy to go buy my physical copy of the game because I want to play it on a different platform." Or whatever the case may be. It makes sense. You should get that option. Like, hey, here, just pay this differential, and boom, upgraded. Yeah. Which I, I think... all this, yeah. they're like, hey, we want to do Red Ash. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, and I think like, that... how about you? how about you freaking finish and release the game you're already worth? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why that Kickstarter didn't go very far, because people were kind of fed up with the Mighty Number no. 9 situation. And then, of course the red ash didn't it wasn't going to make it and then all of a sudden this chinese company steps in and says we're going to fund the game you know and it's like it's the same situation as mighty number no. nine and deep silver again because you know inafune and comstab are saying hey keep pumping money into the kickstarter because all that money is going to go towards the game so it's yeah and they There's lost been a lot of hmm? and they lost four thousand dollars worth of pledges after that oh wow like, people are like, what the hell? Like, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I, I think they can do without the 4,000. But right. that, that tells you negative response. I Maybe it's more now. I personally didn't back it because I was, again, I would like to have my freaking first game. And well, just like with Pure Solar, I'm still waiting for my goddamn Dreamcast copy. Uh, but they apparently have had a... Um, infrastructure change uh tulio that main guy uh he's no longer with the company actually he um i guess he's sold they're actually a company i mean i thought it was a couple people yeah one he and some other guy uh fonzie i guess is his uh form name yeah tulio quit or resigned or whatever and sold his share of the company to fonzie so now fonzie's the sole owner Okay. So while this is happening, I imagine there was some, like, you know, dispute, maybe, or maybe certain documents were signed or agreed to by Tulio and they have to get turned over and all that fun stuff. Because I got an email maybe three days ago and they're like, oh, we'll be sending out the Dreamcast copy soon. I'm like, yay, uh, two years late. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but they did all that by themselves. So I can understand that. You know, I can be annoyed about it, but I can understand that. Now that you have a publisher and all this other stuff, you delay the game, and now the game is delayed again, and now all of a sudden there's all this behind-the-scenes, hey, we found a publisher last-minute thing, which I don't think this happened overnight. But looking at, say, like Bloodstain, at least Ego went out in his intro video and said, I already have a publisher, but they want me to prove that people want this. I was going to say, is that why you think... Uh... Shenmue isn't getting backlash either because isn't Sony said, "Hey, we're gonna be helping fund this, uh, but we still need you guys to pay too." From my understanding, the only thing that Sony's doing for it is just saying, "Hey, it's going to be on our system." I don't think Sony's putting any money forward on this. Really? Uh, well, <sighs> I think I think they are only because in the Q and A thing that I read. It sounds like there's some sort of embargo in place because somebody had asked, is Sony providing you with money? And they said, Sony is involved in the project, but that's all we can say. Yeah. 
So I imagine maybe Sony is like, we'll front all the advertising and production. for, for Or maybe the copies. studio for them to work in or something. I don't know. Yeah, like some sort of thing like that, I would assume. <laughs> but the fact that Yu Suzuki's like, I need $10 million to make it fully open world. I'm like, please do not make it fully open world. Half the charm of Shenmue is the fact that it isn't fully open world. So I was literally just like, please don't get $10 million. Please don't get $10 million. But, I mean, you know, there's honesty behind that. This is, seems, to me, personally, shady, and it's happened twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me, that when I see a trend like that, I immediately just say, like, if he puts up a third one, forget it. Like, I'll sit back and watch. Like, to me, this is nonsense. Yeah, I've yet to do one, even though um, the Bloodstained one, I... Part of me wishes I did because there were some cool collector's editions you could get in there. But I'll be fine with my uh, physical release copy that I'll just be buying. When well, it comes I, ba- to- I backed the basic game because I would have bought it anyway. So. Yeah. But other than that, I really I have no really, interest. I really don't need any more collector's editions. They take up way too much space. Yep. I got a couple more spots for... Some important ones. They have to be important, though. Like a Pip Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That being said, I have the Pip Boy on order, and uh, I put money down for the Zestaria, but I may cancel it. Oh, speaking just, of Zestaria, um, I'll let you finish your thing too before we get into it. But if we hadn't already mentioned, we can go ahead and talk about what we've been playing because I dabbled in a Tales game. But what were you saying about Zysteria? Oh, no, I just, I put down uh, money for a pre-order. Like, I'm sitting here looking at the my video game out, and I'm like, I really don't need any more oversight. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just to let everyone fill in what I've been playing here recently. Uh, like I said, Earthbound yesterday, that's probably going to be the main focus of gaming whenever I get a chance, because really I, I never have time to play any games until I get to the weekend now, these days. Because in the evening, if I play something, it's it's normally I don't, or I fall asleep. So, uh, But Earthbound will probably be the main focus. Other than that, I downloaded Street Fire, Ultra Street Fighter 4 on PS4 the other day. I uh, got to dabble in that for a few minutes just to see how it all functions or what's changed on it. And, uh, so far, um, just from going through ultra trial mode and learning some target combos, I'm, like, already having fun again. I'm not, I'm still, still stuck at the game, but maybe I can actually beat you in a round, Alex, this time. I don't have it on PS4. <laughs> it doesn't have crossplay. I mean... I don't know. I, I probably should have looked that up. But, no, the reason why I even said, like, my question to you is did they fix the net code? But I'm guessing you don't know. No, I actually did try some matches. Uh, one match went okay. The other one was, like, perfect. Like, nothing was going on. I just had a Sagat that was spamming uh, Tiger. Tiger, 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 yeah. Tiger. <laughs> I took a round from him, though, man. I took a round from him. With Dustin's favorite character, Ken. Ugh. That's, my, that's my guy. Ford medium kick. Ford medium kick. Keep that distance. But um, yeah, learn uh, because my bad, my worst thing in that game is comboing, obviously. Uh, 
But just picking up, going through the trial mode, the ultra trial mode, and learning some target combos that help connect to some fireballs and stuff was really helpful. So uh, it was pretty cool. But other than that, I did pop in that same day while Street Fighter was downloading. Uh, I was playing some Valkyria Chronicles, like I was we were talking about earlier. Uh, I had really been having a good time with it, trying to finish it off. Until uh, getting to last couple missions, uh, I think what was mission seven was that stupid tank mission that that I mean, breaks a lot of. People. I didn't fail it, but I got right to the last. I mean, that tank was about to make its move to end the game for me, and this was a long match, people. I mean, over an hour and a half, I've been in this battle. And there's yeah. a turn limit, right? If I remember correctly. There's a turn limit, but also if they make it to this Coliseum-looking building, if they yeah, break yeah, through yeah. it. And he was about to break through it. But I got my hit in, and I blew up the tank, and all is well with the world. But then I was like, man, that was challenging. And then when Alex had mentioned, like, yeah, that's the breaking point for some people, I'm like, oh, so it must be like a nice little buffer here where it gets easy again. Well, no, it didn't get that much easier, but it got, <laughs> it got manageable. And now, just this Chapter 11, like we're talking about, I'm so addicted to wanting to get a good rating that uh, if I if it's been like seven or eight turns and I'm not at least about to get to the flag or whatever I need to do, then I'm like, reset, I'm redoing this. <laughs> so, but I need to stick to that, like they're saying. It is a good, and the story is intriguing, and is a, I love the combat system in the game. But, um, man, it just gets frustrating. Um, especially when you're within, like, two feet of a target, and then they duck down in front of you. Oh, I hate oh, that. So irritating. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, so when that game frustrated me that day, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pop in something else. And I had just picked up, like I said, I went to GameStop to get the buy two, get one. One of the games I really wanted was the Tales of... Symphonia uh, HD collection that they had there. So I picked that up and I put in uh, the Tales of Symphonia. Started playing that. And I didn't know, because uh, the game looks beautiful to me, by the way, if no one's played the HD versions of it yet. looks amazing, in my opinion. But I did not know it was not a free run in that game for the combat. Nope, nope, nope. That did not get put in yet. <laughs> so it it was it was interesting, like, because I kind of had to make an adjustment. I was like, because I feel like maybe defend is a more important button in this game now, or back yeah. in those days. It was all yeah. Like tails is so much like faster and more fluid now. Like back in the day, it was. I mean, if you if you play like Xilia two and then go back to play like Symphonia, it's gonna be uh. It's going to be hard. Well, the main target was... Uh, I, like, I went there wanting to get Zillia 2, but it's a used copy or new. Hasn't been in stock over there in a couple months. So it's you been should kinda... try... Um, my least favorite Tales game of the ones I played was Legendia. Legendia? Uh, PS2. Oh, PS2. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm re- That's the one you found that... a guide for, I think, Dustin, when I was at your house in Ohio. Yep. Like, I got to the end, and I watched the ending, and I was like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it wasn't even complicated or anything story-wise. It's like, I just had, like, I did not care. You know what I mean? 
Well, I was liking Symphonia, because I actually played that for about two and a half hours that day. And uh, that was going to be the game I was going to start focusing on until I popped in Earthbound later on that evening. And that's probably going to be the focus now, just because it'll be easier to kind of just hold that Wii U gamepad and play. But, um, yeah, Symphonia was pretty cool. But just getting adjusted to that 2D plane, it's... It's going to yeah. take some getting used to just to figure out the battle system. I'm guessing the combos of back in the day won't work like the cool 50-hit combos you can get these days. Or maybe you can do that back in the day, too. I don't know. But um, so far, it's been pretty cool. I've actually liked from what I've played it. I, I played Symphony on the GameCube, mm-hmm. and I have the HD collection. I really... Because I've never played... And I know people are going to be like, ah, I don't play it. Don't even waste your time with it. But I've never played Symphonia 2. So I want to go back, and I want to play Symphonia 1 with the HD version, and then go right into Symphonia 2. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of my whole thing, thinking, too. Like, you know what? I'd probably do both of these. Because I'm really enjoying the Tales franchise these days. Exilia was awesome. I've only heard good things from other people about 2. And then... Zestria, Zestria is coming out, and that's looking to be really awesome. So, I it's the most consistently like you know you used to be able to rely on Final Fantasy, and you used to be able to rely on Dragon Quest when they actually bought Dragon Quest out. Yeah, it's like it's like the biggest yeah. reliable franchise for a JRPG out there now. Yeah, so. pretty much is. So other than that, that's pretty much what I've been playing recently. Other than Batman. Uh, while back but that's been beaten and yeah so dustin what about you other than i got a question about one of yours that you kind of teased but i haven't heard much of huh you had downloaded symphony the other night but i guess that was just to show off that you downloaded it it wasn't really on the playlist yet or what oh i'm i'm working my way through the second castle right now Ooh, so go ahead and get into them what you've been playing then <laughs> well uh, obviously i've been playing uh the earthbound games uh just finished up earthbound one video uh, the up, other by the way just released video video is up so i won't talk about it uh playing mother three right now which it took me a while to get into because it kind of has a uh weird way it tells its story Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has a weird way it tells its story, and uh, but now like everything's kind of moving in the right direction. I feel so. I feel like it's going to get a lot better here soon. Um, and then, yeah, I've been playing uh, Symphony of the Night kind of uh, in the background, and uh, because I bought that Hardcore Gaming 101 Castlevania book. Oh yeah, and I was. Yeah reading through that book and i was thinking to myself i need to play some castlevania and it just so happened that uh i remembered oh yeah symphony of night is on my vita booted that up and i've just been i've been having a blast with that game uh it's just such a like anyone who wants to get into the castlevania series that's the game i would recommend they start with because it's just it's the music is so good, the action is so good. It's challenging, but not like overwhelmingly challenging like some of them can be. Um, and the voice acting is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what is a man? I'd say area of yeah. sorrow, area of sorrow, only because of beating it. Yeah. But um, which I have. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, it's I'm really into that Metroidvania style. 
and I, I bitch and complain about there not being any Metroids. You know, I've beat all the Metroids in that style. So, like, I have all these Castlevanias I need to work through. So it's, I'm actually really happy right now. But I'm like, oh, you know, I got uh, the Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, no, I beat Harmony of Dissonance. I was going to say, uh, what, uh, which ones have you actually beaten? Castlevanias? Yeah. Um... Probably, honestly, probably just Harmony of Dissonance. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got me and you both. We got a bunch of work there. Yeah. And I remember, remember, like, two years ago, like, really, really working really hard on the NES Castlevania. And I'd get to Frankenstein, and I'd just completely shit my pants. And, uh... Fear. But... Amen. Well, yeah. The Wii... Do get it on Wii Virtual Console with some, uh some save points or the uh whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah but actually after reading that book i really want to play simon's quest which is like the black sheep of the series oh i was gonna say i still will know ne- i'm probably never gonna even try that one i yeah. have simon's quest actually i've beaten yeah. simon's quest oh nice. i don't recommend it mm. i still want to try it and then i got super castlevania 4 so i'm gonna you know obviously gonna give that one a shot so, I mean, yeah, I got all these, you know, games. I got Rondo of Blood on a uh, burnt CD that I actually really want to do that. I really want to do Rondo of Blood. That game is that game is fantastic. That game, yeah. I mean, for me, Super 4 is my personal favorite, but Rondo almost beat it. Oh, if we're talking, yeah, yeah Super 4 is my number one. But to get someone yeah. started, I, I would have said Aria. But yeah, Super 4 is... And then, I want to I download... A eboot of Chronicles because I'm not paying prices for that um, for my PSP, so I can play the other revamped original. Don't <laughs> even worry game about game. that one, man. Yeah, don't, well, don't even... really? Hmm. Like, if you're gonna play, and what do you mean the prices? Is that going up in price or something? I. I think so. I think I mean everything's going up. Okay, so, but it, it it doesn't matter. I don't if if I can eboot it, then I'm going to eboot it. That's yeah, just I'm kind of done. Try, uh, you should try Order of Ecclesia though. I have that. Yeah, I haven't beaten that one. I, I got very angry like, at it. I was going to say that's the one that's like ridiculously hard, isn't it? Yeah, is that the one? Yeah. I think because you bought one when I was up visiting you at that game store. Uh, I don't. That was one. two years ago. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. You're supposed to remember these things. It was so meaningful. I'm 32 yeah. years old. I can barely remember what I did yesterday. Exactly. Remember the time Stephen pretended to be security at the convention? <laughs> I do remember that. Good times. <laughs> so many people asking me questions, man. Show me their badge. <laughs> Like people that actually like were working there all. Week. I know they were talking. <laughs> like, I was oh. for one guy to be like, "Yo, I'm going on break. You watch my spot." <laughs> this one guy that's here this one day. Oh, he looks official. He was asking me like, "So how are we working this door?" I'm like, "I don't know, I'm man. Just, you tell me." <laughs> I came to get you guys to see. I came to get them to see where they wanted people to line up. And the dude's like, "I don't know. How should we work on the day?" Yeah, send him over here. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. But actually, thinking back on it, that um, Castlevania book, it actually made like the N64 Castlevanias sound fun. It does. 
Yeah, and I, I remember playing them, and I know they're not fun, <laughs> but it kind of, it, it kind of made they me... They tried really hard, though. They, that, yeah. I mean, I I don't have the um, the one with the werewolf on the front. I forgot what the subtext yeah. is. But Castlevania 64, it tried so hard. Just nothing good happened. Yeah. And uh, I have Lament of Innocence on the PS2. Is that any good? I can't Those remember. Those are okay. They're trying to be Devil May Cry, though. Yeah. I think That's there's, really... what, two of them? Curse of Darkness yeah. and... Curse yeah. of Darkness and Lament of Innocence. Yeah. And I never even picked up, what is it, Shadow of whatever. Lords of Shadow? Lords of Shadow, yeah. I didn't even pick that up. I mean, honestly, the first time I played those as a Castlevania fan, I was like, this is a travesty. The ghost of Simon Belmont is rolling over in his grave. It's been so it, long since I played Lords of Shadow, I can't even remember if you fight Dracula as the boss or not. <laughs> I'm guessing no, you do, but I don't know. You don't. Yeah. But, um, but like, thinking back on it, like, just playing it as, like, the first Lords of Shadow, in hindsight, I, is actually really good. Yeah, the second, second Lords of Shadow is fun, but it doesn't add up to much. Yeah. The cop-out at the end. The only problem with the first Lords of Shadow to me was just like it was just too long. It it's did. really long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but, anything else you've been playing? <laughs> um, other than no, I've really been uh, focusing on that Earthbound run, man. Yeah, I, I've really been like narrowing down and focusing on. Oh, I did. Uh, I did play. Uh, Jamestown Plus on the PS4. I did see you on playing that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic game. Because I remember back in the day, Dustin, we got to get this so we can co-op it. Then we both get it. Oh yeah, local co-op. <laughs> is there is there online co-op in the plus versions? Uh, I doubt it. I, I remember because I remember when we did it on Steam, we couldn't yeah. do it then. I don't think yeah. they changed it. Uh, it sucks. But anyway, yeah. Oh. As as much as people lament the sort of. I guess death of cave. It's it's nice to see that there are people out there that are still bringing the shmup game out. So. Yeah. But that's that's been it. Going to start up Panzer Dragon Saga here soon. Cool. So I can talk with Alex about it. Speaking of Alex, what you been playing recently? You don't have to go over your game of the month stuff, but just what no, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of weird shit essentially. Um, so. I mean, I'm only going to mention it because I think it's a fantastic experience. And when it comes out in August, uh, late August, U.S.-wise, you sh- two of you should pick it up. Steins Gate on the Vita. I finished that. I got all the endings except for one. So and overall playtime was... I tell you. I don't... I'd have to... Uh. I don't think you, it actually kills you. If I when you say every ending, I'm thinking, oh man, that sounds like... Oh, no, 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 it was one of those, like, you skip to a chapter and you pick, like, option A. And oh, okay, okay, gotcha. But, wow, that is... I mean, I tried playing it on the PC originally, and I couldn't get into it. But having it on the Vita and being able to play it on the train, and, like, wherever I was, it is a fantastic time travel story. Um... I, but I think probably the most powerful thing about it is that, um, you know, people often say, if you had a time machine, what would you do differently? This game really explores that. And um, 
really shows, like, for lack of a better word, what the butterfly effect can do. And even though it may do something positive, if it does screw something else up, it just, it, it's really tragic. Like, the overall story is actually really sad, but it, it is, def- like, as a, if you're a visual novel fan, you have to check it out. I can't really talk about it, it's, it but it was really good. Gotcha. Well worth the wait. But other than that, uh, I've been playing DMC4 uh, Limited Edition. I imported the Asian version because I wanted to save hard drive space. Um, it aged really well, I have to say, Devil May Cry 4. Uh, it's not as fluid as like DMC, obviously, because it's older. It does have that 2006 stank yeah. on it. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh... <laughs> But it's really fun. I'm I'm halfway through it at this point. I finished the Nero section and I just started the Dante section. Um, I thought I was gonna have to finish this month, but that didn't happen because another game has been taking up my time, and that is Taikyo no Tatsujin uh, for the Vita. Um, I will. I have two more songs to go, and then I've officially played every song on at least normal. But my like, I don't know half the songs in this game. Because they're from stuff I know nothing about, but it is so catchy. I have no like, idea what game you're even talking about. It's a rhythm game. It's uh, Taikyo no Drum Master. Pete Dore talks about. Oh it yeah, time. yeah. So much fun. You're not playing like and Persona Four Dancing All Night like everybody else. No, I'm waiting for that to come out over here. Okay, because I was one, oh, they all got the Japanese release then. And that's how they're all playing. This? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought about it honestly, but. I'm like, if I do that, I'm not going to replay it again to unlock everything and go through the story and all that stuff. So I figured I'd just wait. I'm actually but, interested in that game. I like the uh, that how they did the rhythm aspect in that game, how the gameplay works. Well, I, I really enjoy the music of Shoji Maguro. So that's the selling point for me. So this uh, this Drum Master game you're playing, so it is like you're drumming on your Vita there, or are you pushing buttons? Oh, no, it's actually buttons only. Ooh, which was kind of surprising to me, but that's how it played on the PSP. But it really doesn't take away from it. It's actually really fun. But the DS versions of the game, they actually give you two uh, styli if you buy the game new. Mm-hmm. So you can drum out like that. <laughs> Isn't it crazy to- how these rhythm games actually work pretty well on handhelds? I prefer them on handhelds. Yeah, like I had. I have Guitar Man on PS2, and I have, like, no urge to play it on the PS2. I want to put it on my PSP. Yeah. Which but, you um, can. I know. And then, uh, other than that, uh, Disguise 4, I finished that. Fantastic entry in that series. Um, I don't think it's as laugh-out-loud funny as the original one, but mechanically, it's just as solid. And I beat the boss in one turn, the final boss in one turn with a 16-pick combo. <laughs> Not counting counters and double counters and team up attacks and counter counter counters. But. Didn't you? Didn't you? Uh, and this is a brief spoiler for your video. Didn't you like power level all your guys? Uh, like you maxed them out. Oh yeah, I sent everybody into the item world, and I was overpowered to the point where I was just one shotting everything. <laughs> and then I got to the end after not grinding for a bit, and I started to struggle. Which all power to you, man, because I'm all about that too. And Blue Dragon, I was untouchable, baby. Really, really fun though. Um, 
other than that, I mean, really, it's just I played a little bit of Street Fighter Four, like nothing that's super substantial. I played some Saturn, um, and then I'll be starting up Panzer Dragoons. But that's really, I mean, it's been, work has been not busy, but just like time consumed has just been busy. If that makes any sense. Yeah, you wouldn't play Hearthstone with me the day I needed help getting my daily quest done. So he yes. didn't play Hearthstone, people. Oh, and I played Tetris. <laughs> that counts. I've played some Tetris. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The Tetris Grandmasters a couple nights ago on the speed run. I know, that's what made me want to play oh. Tetris. <laughs> Dustin, these guys. I mean, it's just amazing. Even my wife was sitting there in amazement at what these guys can do with Tetris. <laughs> One guy playing a two-player game by himself. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, with two controllers, he's sitting there. It's insane, unbelievable. Yeah. So if you could never get hyped about a Tetris game, just look up Tetris Grandmaster, play it, and be amazed. <laughs> be amazed. Well, I think we did it, gentlemen. I think we did it. I think we successfully did an episode without one of our hosts, Chance. Hopefully he'll listen to this and hopefully he can return soon. He's out on New Adventures, which uh, hopefully won't keep him from uh, being able to do this. But uh, what he's doing now is really important. So if anyone watches his uh, channel, you'll know from his recent video and stuff what he's got going on. So I won't spoil it. Busy guy, busy guy. Check it but out. But he'll be back. Yeah, he will. He'll, he'll, he'll make his glorious return. He was nostrils. just out of town this weekend, so that's yeah. why he could be here. <laughs> yeah. With a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. But Alex, man, we appreciate it. This was like last minute yesterday, or was it like a day or two ago? Yeah. yeah. It was yesterday. I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> why? On a Friday night, I was like, ah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect. You can help us out. But thanks for filling in, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Always a pleasure. <laughs> you, you sound so so pleasure. So, right so now. thrilled. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a clap po- for I'm her. On, clap for her. <laughs> I'm on a podcast again. Yay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for rem- <laughs> Thanks, Eeyore. Thanks for joining us, Eeyore. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Yeah. Thank you for the two hours of fart jokes. <laughs> but no, hopefully, uh, hopefully you listeners enjoyed it. This was a landmark show, which I can't say as so someone else can cover that part for me. Landmark show. Yes, this was a landmark show. Having Alex back again. This is uh, for a return visit. It was awesome. We've been trying to get him back on for a while, so it was great to get him back on today. Yeah. The mother base moment, that was a very short-lived. Oh, yeah, we have to go back to that. Because <laughs> the, the problem is I like doing them live so we can listen, and what I have to do to get it playing while we're talking. Yeah. Screws, it literally screwed up my computer last time, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> it was so powerful that it made your computer shit itself. I could just place it in there, then we can react afterwards, like, ah, ha, ha, that was great. 
Actually, the, I think the next mother base moment should just be that freaking foghorn for about 25 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it up. Good stuff. All right, gentlemen. It was fun. All right. Yes, it was. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. And that is it.